0: The dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin Get Do
1: believe
0: that human beings are demons? No, I do not.
1: And don't you ever say I did.
0: This is my bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs>
1: There's probably a
2: a balance between I believe you have to know Christ, but I think no, he is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God by faith in his son. Mm Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3.17, that's the whole Victory in the name which is above every name. No exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme. Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name. Get out here Right now. <laughs> going to heaven and you know you ain't got no sin
0: in your life, it's a good time to die. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 34. I am your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, aka the Evangelical Norm. So the False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast came out of uh, somebody coming to me and asking me about the introduction video. It's a Very long introduction video. It's like two and a half minutes of clips of false teachers, pictures of false teachers, and a really cool song by Result. Thank you, Result. Used by permission. Thank you, Result. Uh, And somebody, so for those of you listening online, there's an actual video that goes along with that song, that long introduction. Uh, But somebody came to me and said, I don't know everybody that's in that video, and I thought some of these people were actually okay teachers. It would really be helpful if you could kind of break that down for us. So that was where the false teacher of the week came from. I started doing, I started with Stephen Furtick because that was her specific question. She thought he was a, a solid teacher. And so I started with him to explain how he falls into the false teacher category. And then I just went, I've just been going systematically through the introduction video, person by person as they show up. There are some people who show up multiple times and there, like Paula White and Joel Osteen um, and someone, you know, they deserve two or three shots because they're just really bad teachers. So um, just going through, there's like four or five weeks left of false teacher of the week in that video. And I will continue to do false teachers beyond that. I, like I said, I've given some thought, kicked around some thought even more lately about changing up the introduction, um, maybe doing a different song, um, or something to go along to just kind of change it up a little bit, maybe shorten down that introduction a little bit. I know two and a half minutes is a really long time to sit and wait for the podcast to begin, but if you're watching it and seeing who these false teachers are, it's a little more helpful than if you're just listening on on uh, audio stream. So off that being said, that's the background. Um, I would really like your input as you're watching and thinking about. If you know of false teachers who you'd like me to, to uh, take a look at and respond to those, uh, please leave them in the comments here on YouTube. You can leave them in you know you can hit me up on twitter at the master's dog or the evangelical norm you can follow me on facebook norm dunham you can uh, gab tv or gab.com and most recently i just started on not the bee which is uh, it's you've got to be a subscriber to the babylon bee or the not the bee um, and they have their social media and it is like Possibly the most active social media I've been on for a long time. So shout out to not the bee. If you're interested, you can subscribe to that. Uh, some really good not the bee stories. They, they You get all the weird news, the strange things that are going on that seem like they could be Babylon bee stories, but they're not. So. But I rabbit trail on that. So, those are all the places where you can find me, social media. I'm probably going to start uploading videos on Rumble again if I can. Just, it's been so difficult to do. Rumble takes a long time to get them up, and it just seems like, I don't know, to get them approved or whatever just seems to take way too long. So, I may give Rumble another shot. But Gab, Gab TV, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, that's where you'll see me the most. And you can, please, I'm, I'm, I'm really asking for your input on false teachers so we can continue on beyond this and I don't just have to find them on my own, although they're, they're pretty easy to find. So all that being said, who really long introduction to the podcast this week, episode 34, our false teacher of the week this week is John Crowder. So this is a guy, he was a lot more well-known uh, five, six, actually even maybe ten years ago. I haven't heard a whole lot from him. He's obviously still active. I've got a video that I'm going to play of his from 2017 where he kind of breaks down. I'm, rather than you know try to read off of his website or anything else, I'll let him tell you who he is. Um, he's got a little introduction video of his own, and then we can talk about that. But he was really uh, active and, I hate to use the word viral, but he was, he was very popular probably 10, seven to ten years ago um, in the really uh, hyper-Pentecostal uh, groups uh, along the lines of Todd Bentley or um, Patricia King. I don't know if he ever interacted with any of those people. He has a website. It's called the new mystics.com. Uh, he and his wife, Lily, uh, run that. And that's the ministry that they are part of the new mystics.com, which is again, um, just really, it, it, what they do is they take all the stuff that Pentecostalism, you know, was, was kind of founded on, uh, with, uh, the gifts of the spirit, speaking in tongues, all those things. And they take it to a whole nother level. Um, It is uh, token, the ghost, which is, you know, one of the things that that he was well known for back in the day, they were supposedly, I mean, not just were they getting drunk in the spirit and laughing and doing the things that you see Todd Bentley do and so on, but they were like, I mean, he, he literally was taking baby Jesus out of the nativity scene and smoking it like a joint. This was, this was uh, token the baby Jesus or token the ghost or, um, you know, they, would, uh, they, would, they were snorting lines of scripture. So I don't know if they were actually putting any powder on the book. Um, and I, I laugh because if I don't, I get angry. Because, I mean, this is blasphemous stuff that they are taking and they're literally ridiculing uh, God. They are, they are making a mockery of Jesus. They are making a mockery of the Holy Spirit. They are making a mockery of God by doing the things that they do. Uh, and again, I don't know if they're still actively doing this. Uh, in his video, this intro video, and then I started to watch a, a, a video from 2021. Um, I just couldn't, it, I, I didn't have 30 minutes to devote to, to seeing where John Crowder is, but obviously he's still in a, in a weird spot with some, just the first few minutes of the video that I watched seemed a little strange, but so this is, I mean, this is the, the gist of his, uh, his gig. This is, this was his gimmick. This is what made him very popular. Um, he had another guy that, that was with him. I can't remember uh, the dude's name, but he liked to flip people off quite a bit. And he he toked the ghost and, and all that stuff and snorted lines of scripture and just, I mean, ridiculous stuff. But so I want to let uh, John kind of talk about who he is. And then as he goes through this, I'm going to respond a little bit to this video uh, of how he is describing himself in his ministry. So, this is John Crowder.
1: Hi, I'm John Crowder. In case you haven't Googled me yet, I'm a controversial preacher. Welcome to my YouTube page. For starters, I irritate a lot of religious folks because they can't figure me out. I don't fit the tidy boxes of liberal, conservative. I don't really care. I just try not to be a boring, judgmental, legalistic prick.
0: Okay, so... There is, I mean, we figured you out, John. I mean, it's not that we... It You don't irritate us because we can't figure you out. You irritate us because you're blasphemous. That's why you irritate us. The things like, uh, you know, getting drunk on the spirit, um, token the ghost, whatever it is that you want to say, uh, that's blasphemy. That it's... It, you are... Again, you are making a mockery of our Lord and our Savior. Um, you're making a mockery of the Holy Spirit. You're making a mockery of God. And God will not be mocked. And so it's not that you irritate us because we can't figure you out if you're liberal or blah, blah, blah. And then again, we get into the same thing. This guy and Mises probably get along really well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know we ever came across Mises, Token the Ghost, because he... Right. So, um, no, John, we've, we've pretty much figured you out. You're, you're, you're a blasphemer. You're a heretic. Uh, you're a false teacher. That's why you irritate us. Not because we can't figure you out.
1: I teach the message of Jesus is not a bunch of rules to set yourself right with God. That's what religion is. But Jesus didn't come to start a religion. He came to end it. The good news is that he's absolutely loved and included every last one of us in his
0: saving work. Okay, so there he's a universalist. He, he believes that everybody is saved. No, no matter what. You know, and again, Jesus didn't come to end religion. Otherwise, why did James talk about what is pure religion, caring for the orphans and the widows? You know, I mean, there, there's religion all through the epistles of Paul and Peter and James and Jude and John. All the, all the, the, the last portion of the, of the New Testament gives us a lot of religion of what religion is what true religion is how it is that we are to follow jesus and again it's not a list of rules and regulations i mean there are are ways that we should live to be a christian there and it's not that we should live that way to be a christian becoming a christian being regenerate causes us to change and causes us to desire to live differently we are saved to do good works. We are not saved by good works. Those things, the rules and so on don't save us, but we're saved. And Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Now, do we do it perfectly? No, no, not. No one's going to, to perfectly obey all of Christ's commands, but we should have the desire to. And that doesn't, that, that's not legalism. It's not legalism to go, Jesus went to the cross to pay the penalty for my sin, so now I want to live for him. I want to forsake my sin. I want to uh, fight against sin. I want to push back and, and not sin and strive to be holy. None of these things are bad things. None of these things are legalistic. This is what happens when... The Holy spirit comes and takes out the heart of stone and replaces with heart of flesh regeneration. We became a new creature in Christ. We deny ourselves and we take up our cross and we follow him. None of that is legalism to say that we should, you know, not be drunk, that we should not fornicate, that we should not do these, these things. And, and then even, you know, lesser sins like, uh, Uh, You know, we shouldn't dishonor the Sabbath day. We shouldn't, uh, you know, again, there's so many things that we can look at. You know, it's not legalism. It is desiring, excuse me, desiring to follow after Christ because he paid the penalty for our sin.
1: And it's not your fault. He did it single-handedly. God is for you, not against you. But now suggesting God's in a good mood can get you in a lot of trouble with church folks. You'll quickly find that the establishment thinks I'm a nut job. It's mostly because I have fun and don't take myself too seriously.
0: No, again, that has nothing to do with it. I do believe God is in a good mood. I believe that God sent his son and Jesus died to pay the penalty for sin. But I also know that the that the Bible says that righteousness and judgment and righteousness is the foundation of his throne he is holy god is angry with the wicked the, his wrath rests upon them all these things and that's why we preach the gospel to draw people to Christ so that they are out from under that condemnation but yeah absolutely god is in a good mood god is god loves us he loved us enough that he sent Christ to pay the penalty on the cross you know and it was was for his good pleasure that he chose to crush Christ on our behalf so so we can have fun there's nothing wrong with with enjoying ourselves and having fun again John this is not why we have an issue with you it is the 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 false teachings the universalism that you teach that's part of the reason why we have a problem with you not because you don't take yourself seriously wow we're only Fifteen. We're only at a minute into this intro. Uh, we'll we'll finish this up here pretty quick.
1: I mean, usually when you become a Christian, the first thing to go is the sense of humor. But also, one no. thing that really scares some people is that I embrace a supernatural experiential enjoyment of God. I mean, this.
0: Okay. Now here's another issue. This is just trusting the experience, especially when it contradicts the Word of God. God doesn't, God is not the author of confusion. So if you're doing something experiential that violates his word and a lot of time, and, and if, even though it doesn't, what these guys do is they're like, well, it doesn't forbid us from doing the, the Bible doesn't say we can't be drunk in the spirit. The Bible doesn't say we can't toke the Holy ghost. The Bible doesn't say we can't do these things just because it's not there as, as forbidden doesn't mean you should be doing it. There are a lot of things that you do, John, that, that contradict the word of God. Again, he is not the author of confusion. There is order and, and uh, decorum in, in the worship of God in the way that he wants to be worshiped. You know, and I do believe he does still perform miracles. I'm not a cessationist. I am a continuationist. I believe that miracles still happen. But again, the one of the only places I still agree with Mark Driscoll is that there's a reason why they're called miracles and not Wednesday. They don't happen every day. Jesus did them all the time because Jesus is God. The apostles did them quite a bit because they were, they were using it to bolster up the the word of God. But when we got the word and we got these other things, it doesn't mean they don't happen. They just don't happen the same way that they did. And it's not a everyday kind of thing. If they were, they wouldn't be miracles. It would just be every day
1: crazy idea that he's real that he's here that we can actually participate in him and not just talk about him i mean there is a pleasurable intoxicating delight in god that we're created for it's
0: okay see and he, he emphasized that intoxicating this is where they get the excuse that they can go out and act like complete idiots you know again john wimber had the the saying if i'm going to be a fool i'm going to be a fool for god But you don't have to be a fool. I mean, preaching the gospel in and of itself makes us look foolish. We don't have to go on and and do other things that make us look even more foolish that don't line up with what the word of God says. So, but this is the intoxicating. God is so intoxicating. We're in his presence and we can't handle it. And you get the Patricia King going, whoa, whoa. Right? I mean, just the ridiculous. Tomfoolery that comes out of these hyper Pentecostal groups. Uh, we are we're we're twenty minutes into this. I I I can't. I can't. Uh, well, let it. We'll let him keep going. I don't want to cut him off.
1: It's what the church for centuries called Christian mysticism. Now, that's not some new denomination. The word even scares a lot of religious folks today. The word mysticism makes them think of crystal balls and Ouija boards. No, we're just talking about the tangible practice of God's presence. To experience and delight in a God who is with us. Who has united himself to us, whether we see it or not. He's available to us all the time.
0: Okay. I got to just stop and go, what does that even mean? The tangible practice of God's presence. Again, for them, it means we're going to get up on stage and we're going to act really, really stupid. We're going to indulge in acting like we're drunk and looking like morons. Um, and then we're going to claim that if you, if you criticize us, you're a Pharisee. They, they love the Pharisee card. You're a Pharisee. You're a legalist. You're this. You're that. You shouldn't judge while the whole time they're judging us.
1: And the Bible actually calls this experience ecstasy. So, hey, I believe in real miracles. Shoot me. Okay, look, we see them all the time. If that freaks your shiznit, find another page. If it intrigues you, subscribe. Even though this may sound strange, I'm actually a fairly normal guy. I've got four kids, I enjoy the occasional cigar and glass of single malt scotch. I'm not your typical preacher and far too unorganized and unmotivated to be a cult leader. I mean, it's a lot of work to control people. I believe we're just trying to rediscover what the original message of Jesus was all about.
0: See, I wouldn't call him a cult leader either. I'd just call him a false teacher. He's a heretic. He's a he's a blasphemer. He he's he's a man that that literally mocks God, mocks the the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Mocks all these things. He he literally is a guy that just he, he, he's he's ridiculous i mean bottom line it, it's just there is the ridiculous things that they do and and it becomes a gimmick and they get you know they get the the fringe followers that don't really want to get involved in in anything that gives any really good deep uh doctrinal theology and they just want an experience they just want to i mean it and and 2 years from now they're going to be off getting that experience from Hinduism or or something else, Kundalini or or any of these other false religions and experiential uh, experiences, experiential experiences. There you go. So that is John Crowder. Uh, That is why he's he's in here. And again, I just put him in because, um, I mean, I'm amused by him. I really am. I and again, like I said, I have to let myself be amused because if I don't, then I get angry. Seriously, go watch some of his videos where they're token the ghost and they're doing this stuff and see I mean and just see how angry it can make you because they are taking what God has given us, they are taking real things that come from the scripture, miracles and, and things like this, and they are turning them into a gimmick and a sideshow and um, just a, a mockery. They're, they're, they're making a mockery of God and God will not be mocked. And again, when my God's truth is attacked, I bark. I, I, I become that master's dog, and I want to speak out against the the lies and the blasphemies that these people are putting out, and warning people against them, and warning people to get away from them, and then sharing with my Christian friends the importance that they should always preach the gospel. They should preach the go- They should preach the gospel at all times and use words because they're necessary. And until next week, soli deo gloria.